things that make me happy these days is just like whenever we throw an event or whatever through the stress and all that that comes with planning it's really just the turnout seeing like everybody in the city just come through and show love to these smaller vendors and like oh it's the best thing you could hear is like small business a lot of them are still like you know like balancing nine to five and they're chasing their dream it's like mm-hmm. oh okay like you could have you impacted them in that small way just like you know putting these things together and i think that's really for me it's just like celebrating this community like just like how diverse it is and just like bringing everybody together Welcome back to another episode of the Love Made Visible podcast. I'm Sophia, and for this episode, I talked to Brian Rama, who owns his very own digital marketing agency, and he is also one of the co-creators of Have Nice Day Market. Through his agencies, Brian focuses on highlighting local vendors from some of Houston's diverse communities, which is just incredible because Houston itself is already a big melting pot of a city. But to have people like Brian who work so hard to make sure that these diverse communities are not only seen and heard, but that they also have a chance to share this space together and to really lift each other up and support each other other and I think that's just such invaluable work especially for a city like Houston so I hope you guys enjoy this one here we go So um, I'm here with Brian Rama. Thank you so much for meeting with me. Also, quick shout out to Frankie and Josh, who are (laughs) behind the scenes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They're giving thumbs up. So yeah, again, thank you so much for meeting with me. Can we start by talking about where you were born and where you grew up? Uh, Yeah, uh, I was born here in Houston, Texas. Mm -hmm. Um, Filipino parents immigrated here in the 80s. (laughs) Um, but yeah, born and raised here in Houston, Texas. Um, yeah, that's really it. Uh, <laughs> I don't have like an exotic, like, oh, I was born in the Philippines. I came over here when I was four. No, just here, visit the Philippines a lot. Mm. I think I feel like it's had an impact on how like I see the world. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Do you, are you able to visit back a lot? Uh, I haven't been in about 10 years, oh. but previously I was going like every summer oh, as a kid. Shit. So like no summer camps, nothing like that here in America. It was just like, oh, right when school ended, we're going to the Philippines for two months. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I guess like my parents just thought that was a better way for me to like see both sides of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I haven't been recently, but I need to go back very soon. Do you have a favorite like memory of of like, like your time there? Uh I mean just like, like spending f- time with family, like you don't get to see them very often. And then back then it wasn't like nowadays where it's like social media, you can see photos. Yeah. It's really true. just like, oh hey, see you next year. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> like everybody's grown every yeah. year. Like I haven't talked to you, like there's no texts. It's like, 
I'm that old. Like, there's no, <laughs> like, there was no internet. There was no emails. Like, it was just like, hey, like, I'm going to see you when I see you. And, it was uh, barely yeah. Friendster, probably. I don't oh, even know wow. if anyone. <laughs> yeah, and it was like, Forever. we're calling the Filipino, like, phone cards still. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. It was like Dude. phone cards. and It was like 20-minute uh, phone cards. Yeah. Holy shit. So I was like, that's, that's really all it was. It was like, and then, like, I didn't have any time to talk to anybody. So it was just like, oh, yeah, give me the updates. Like, oh, your cousins are doing great. Like, okay, Aww. perfect. Like, sounds good to see you next year. But I guess going back when I was younger, uh, I didn't, like, truly appreciate the things that we didn't have here. Like, mm. even, like, Filipino food and stuff like that. So it was like, as I'm older now, I can see, like, oh, there's a gap of where, oh, we don't have the same you know, accessibility to this type of food as other cultures. Yeah, yeah. I think that's one thing, just, like, I was, like, blessed to be able to go back and forth because I know a lot of people, like, oh, they've gone twice when they were, like, seven, so they don't, like, have the best memory of it. But, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, overall, like, yeah. it's always a good experience to go back home. Yeah. Uh, uh, was there a bit of, like, a culture shock the first time you went back, uh, do you remember? Yeah, a little bit, because yeah. I wasn't sure. I mean, like, I wasn't obviously acclimated. Like, oh, there wasn't hot water and, like, all this. I was like, what? Like, that doesn't make sense. I thought, like, it was kind of, like, not a joke. But, like, <laughs> I, just, I guess just, like, I was just like, oh, like, okay. You got there and you're like, oh, y'all yeah. weren't kidding. <laughs> but, my mom, but my mom and dad did a very good job of, like, kind of being, like, talking to me about it. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. it wasn't like I was too bougie for it, but, like, there was definitely some times I was like, oh, this is this is real like it's like there's no hot water like okay like it's like they don't have like a shower like we do like yeah okay yeah but overall like you know i was able to like i got used to it very quick like i I enjoyed my time like the two like because it wouldn't be like just two weeks like i'd be there for months so like i was able to like blend in so even when i came back i would come back with like a little like little twang to my to my <laughs> to my english so like uh, yeah i was um, fully immersed i was fully invested in the philippine lifestyle out there that's so cool <laughs> i i was one i'm one of those kids that you said a second ago the i moved here when i was six and mm. i've like i haven't been back since oh, okay. so like i have no i have very little memory of what life is like over there but i do remember it was fun my favorite part was like riding in the tricycle and oh shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that now that i think about it like oh it's cool but like when i think about it like in america it's like man that's kind of wild that's like kind of dangerous <laughs> yeah actually. i was like man like i'm surprised yeah. there's not more accidents i like, know it's like i don't know like even the last time i remember like people just driving like oh the stoplight was kind of optional to them it was just like <laughs> they would just like pull up to the light and like oh if if there's room they're going I was oh, like, my God, oh yes. okay like <laughs> sure yeah it's like let's get there when we get there and then like the roads are so small and it's just like traffic rules are more like traffic recommendations yeah (laughs) just like just however you want to get there just get there don't hit nobody i know (laughs) what do you do for work so i have my own um digital marketing agency help branding and uh specializing in like activations and strategy for different uh companies around the city Mm -hmm. and some corporate I also have founded Have a Nice Day Market uh, with three others. So we focus on highlighting, like, smaller vendors of color Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, just different backgrounds, just trying to get the community involved, trying to, um, you know, just spread the culture amongst other with other cultures, just celebrating all that. So that's really, like, one of the main things. Uh, 
that we got going on right now. You said a second ago um, you noticed that there was kind of a gap. Yeah. Uh, is that part of what inspired you to like go this route? Um, yeah. So like part of the inspiration like during COVID, during the pandemic was like there was a lot of like stop Asian hate things and like mm. people blaming like the Asian community for yeah. COVID. Which is like, you know, like people just take things and run with it for no reason. And like people just like to be controversial. But like here in Houston specifically, like Chinatown's huge. And a lot of friends and family like know people close with like small businesses like who are heavily impacted. Like people are like think that they're going to drive through Bel Air and catch COVID. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was wild. Yeah, so like. That was one of the things that kind of, like, triggered it in my mind. Like, I do a lot of work with Latinx community and African-American communities. Like, why can I use resources to get into the Asian community mm-hmm. and, like, highlight them more? And then even then, it's, like, just helping provide, a, like, a little, like, boost, like, for their businesses. Like, you know, like, I can't put too much too much dollars there, but if I can help spread what you have here, like, you know, something is better than nothing. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, that's sure. really what started it. And then, like, I guess, like, it was really well received from, like, the community. Yeah. And we just started boosting it up, boosting it up. And now it's it's it's, it's pretty big compared to before. Like, we started with, like, six vendors. I think now it's, like, we have a list of, like, hundreds of vendors oh, applying to be in it. And we have to pick the best fit. Oh. Fit-wise, we have a good mix of, like, higher follower i put quote unquote because like people buy followers but like more popular vendors and then like there's some they're like six months old and they're just trying to get seen and it's like okay like we try to put a good mix in there so like it's really just highlighting and celebrating the different cultures in our community because houston is the most diverse city in the world or one of the most in the world but yeah that's that's one of the biggest focuses right now mm-hmm. is just like expanding on the community and celebrating everybody's culture that's so cool. So when when that happened, like when all that uh, Asian hate around the rise of COVID happened, like what was kind of the biggest challenges that y'all faced in trying to get those, in trying to help those communities? Challenge-wise, it's really just like about like, just like all the COVID rules, like, oh, you have to have a mask. Mm. You can't be like too many people indoors, six feet. And so it's like we're trying to have like an indoor-outdoor event. Mm in houston during the summer (laughs) it's so hot yeah and then you know trying to be as safe as possible like considering like you don't want to be reckless or like just be like one of those like oh we don't care about the rules like but overall like yeah that was really the hardest because everybody was uh willing to participate uh i mean obviously they had some like you know cautions of like oh, are we going to be, like, in a tight space? Are going to be so yeah. many people? Like, people aren't going to wear masks. So, like, you know, if they implement, oh, hand sanitizers, the mask, everybody has to have one. Like, I know it's a food, there's a lot of food going around, but at the same time, we didn't know what to expect. Was, like, 10 people going to show up? But, like, over, I want to say, like, closer to, like, 200 people oh for the first God. one. It was yeah. like, oh, like, and after that, everybody's like, oh, when's the next one? Then we're yeah. Like, trying to figure it out, like, trying to see like oh is this something that we should keep doing like how can we scale it but while still highlighting vendors and like like how can we do it like operations wise but like now i think we finally hit a stride where like more and more venues are like want to bring in this type of market because it's not just like oh hey anybody's accepted and you know you have 
like, hey, like I made. Uh, I'm not gonna say anything, but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's like we like to cure. Our team does a really good job of curating and keeping a very good balance mm-hmm. of um, you know vendors and uh, different things to provide to the community. Yeah, that's so cool. I noticed that you collab a lot with Matt Manalo. Right? Oh yes, yeah. Yes. Is that was he was his organization one of the ones that. Um, Matt is, I collaborate with Matt on a separate project, mm. not necessarily like our have a nice day. Um, okay. but yeah, so Matt is somebody I've always seen in the community where he's like, he does amazing work and I've always been like just a fan from afar. And then when I had the opportunity, when I started the agency, I did a little documentary project about Filipino food and he was just one of the people that I reached out to because I just wanted I just wanted to meet him in person yeah, yeah. and it was like hey like I'm doing this like I just want you to be like a part of like the promo and he was more than willing and was like oh man. like he's just an amazing guy like yeah. you know like he has so much knowledge and like things to share for this community like he's really like somebody very important in the city he deserves like everything yeah deserves his flowers so like anytime I can like fit Matt into like whatever project I have going on it's like oh it's a no-brainer for me yeah, yeah so like recently I worked with Matt on um we did a rising tides exhibit all Filipino artists and it was really just to kind of uh build a foundation on how to celebrate like different aspects of the Filipino culture because mm-hmm. anytime I talk to somebody about like oh Filipinos, like, what is the first thing people think of? It's like, oh, y'all work in the medical field. It's like, uh, y'all work in the medical field. And it's really like, that's it. Like, yep. for me, like, yep. my whole family, they're all nurses and doctors and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm the yeah. only one, like, kind of like <laughs> straying off the path where it's like, oh, we don't know what this guy's doing, but it's like, we'll figure it out eventually. Yeah. But like, even now, it's like, oh, this is a fake job to everybody else. It's like, because we don't work <laughs> in a hospital and all this. But, uh, yeah, so doing that is, like, celebrating, like, you know, because Filipino History Month overlaps with uh, Hispanic Heritage Month. So every year when I'm working with different brands, like, they have these huge campaigns to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month and all that. And like I was talking to Matt. And I was like, you know, I want to build the foundation to where in years to come we can celebrate the same way, but it's still, like, people are still trying to figure out you know, where is that they don't know, they're not educated on our culture. Yeah. Which yeah. is fair because neither am I. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm still learning every day. Yeah. But um, it's really just building the foundation. So, we got 10 artists, short notice within two weeks, <laughs> put up an exhibit. And uh, I was able to get like one of our friends, um, they do alcohol sponsors. Like, hey, can you help with Open Bar to help celebrate? Like, yeah, sure, nice. let's do it. So, it's like, we got the 10 artists, photographers, like sculptures, there's painters, all different aspects of art. And um, I think it was a great celebration just to like test the waters on where we could go Yeah. yeah. Uh, for like the future. It's like, okay, look, next year, maybe it could be bigger, different, like more time to plan. We can have better details, but it's like how receptive is our community to this? And it's, it was really good it just overlapped with like the Filipino festival. So like, I feel like it could be better mm-hmm. when there's better time to be planned, but it's really just about building the foundation, building, showing the community like, Hey, we're here yeah, to help yeah. celebrate. Let's, you know, something for the future. It's like, cause you don't have to go for like all at once. 
you don't want to go to the top too quick with a bad foundation. Yeah. So it's like Very for next true. year, it's like we'll have a bigger support system and all that. So it's really just ever growing. Yeah. So. And I think in addition to just letting people know we're here, I think it really encourages other Filipinos to step out of their comfort zone because yeah, exactly. that whole struggle of I need a quote unquote real job yeah. is, is that, yeah, that struggle is too real. Yeah. And I think Filipinos seeing other Filipinos being successful in things that aren't the medical field, you know, <laughs> things that are the arts and like marketing and stuff. I think it gives them courage to go out and try their hand at their passion too. Um, as a kid, do you remember what you wanted to be when you grew up? How did you, how did you, you know, navigate the <laughs> Filipino expectations and and all that? And then, you know, here uh, now as a digital. When I was younger, <laughs> I was one hundred percent for sure. Like I was going to the NBA. <laughs> like there was not a doubt in my mind. It was just like it wasn't if it was just when. Hey, and that's like, a good. <laughs> and then you know, like, cause like. For my age, I was already taller than everybody, and they were like, mm. "Oh wow!" Like, like I think I was like five eleven when I was like sixish grade, Damn. and they're like, "Oh," it's <laughs> like this guy. And then I remember going to the doctor, like, "Oh, he's probably gonna be like six five, six six And I was like, "Oh, it's over." Like, <laughs> I would go when I would go back to the Philippines. We play basketball. It's like, "Oh, yeah. it's effortless." I was like, "Oh, this is it. <laughs> this is it." And then like I grew a little bit more, and I stopped. I never grew again. Oh no. So, <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, I had, you know, reality set in. Like, oh, you know what? Maybe maybe this isn't going to happen. You know <laughs> but um, as far as, like, where I'm doing now, I've always had interests. Like, I used to do, like, photography, videography, mm. and then doing side projects while working, like, a regular 9 to 5. I worked. I, <laughs> I actually worked in the hospital for a little bit Ooh. in the OR. Yeah, and then... It was just one of those things where, like, I just did it because, you know, like, oh, you need the money. And yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, I would do, like, agency stuff on the side. And one day it was really just you need to choose where you're going. Mm. Like, is it here? Mm-hmm. You got to dedicate the time here at, at work or, you know, choose this and take a risk. And I was like, yeah. okay, well, I'm not happy here. I'd rather do this. Let's see where we can go. And Let's take like, the risk. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so far, I mean, I can't complain. I mean, it could be better, but, you know, we're working every day. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. That's but. cool. So is digital marketing kind of where you found that, where you found you could also explore, like, your interest in photography and all that stuff and art? Um, or? Yeah. So for me, um, I don't actually shoot anything anymore. It's more of, like, um, I help create, like, concepts and, like, the vision. And I have people I work with who can they have all my trust into how to execute that vision and for me like I don't I've learned over the years it's there's more than enough to go around to where it's um I don't need to oh I need to shoot I need to edit I need to do mm. all this and take all the credit it's like I can share the spotlight in it where like building a team can go bring me further than like oh me being burnt out trying to yeah. do everything and, like, yeah I have a bunch. I have a few guys I trust, like with anything to execute. So, like, I think we built like a really good um, unit to like execute any project that comes our way. Yeah. So, what does a typical day of work look like for you? Uh, every day is different. To be honest, mm-hmm. it's really just what's on our board. 
Um, some days it's like helping design merch, or if it's like tomorrow I have like a interview shoot with one of our clients. So it's like making sure like the gear is ready, like script is ready. Like we have everything ready to go. Everything's charged. <laughs> so it's like, it's really just like little things like they're just yeah. like, you know, on a day to day basis can change. Like, oh, today I had a bunch of computer work and I'm like, oh, now we're here. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's really different every day, which is great because like, you know, you never just fall into like, you know, getting bored. Yeah. But it's also a struggle because I have to be the one to go out and make sure that we're getting things done on my end just to make sure like you know like we have a like our clients are happy and then Mm -hmm. even like acquiring new clients to make sure they're a good fit because i think that's important also like for at least for me where it's like previous previously i was at an agency and we would take any project that came through the door just because Mm -hmm. it meant you get paid yeah but now for me it's like i don't take projects unless they fit to what I feel like my skill set would be because yeah. I can refer you to anybody else and I'd rather it be like that way because you can come to me like hey like I have this project I want this 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 and like I can do it but it's not going to be at the standard I want mm. and versus me just taking the money to where it's like all right like and then we're both like eh, you yeah. know you want to give you want to give like the best you can give and sometimes if I recognize like it's not something that's catered to my strong points it's like oh i'm okay passing it on because i can be transparent and be like yeah it's like i know you want to work together but it doesn't fit yeah so i think that's something that everybody should kind of take into account yeah business-wise that's really cool that you mentioned that because one of one of the dudes that I interviewed a couple weeks ago we got to talking about how especially in this day and age of social media and you know everything's shared so instantaneously and all the people who want to become artists and creatives they want to come out the gate you know already good already perfect and I think it takes a lot to admit that something is not particularly within your specific style or like skill set and everything but how has things like Instagram and stuff how has that affected kind of the way that you work when you look at Instagram it's like a lot of flash like oh Mm -hmm. like you're trying to get the oohs and ahs out of people so like I've had people approach me like hey uh can you shoot this video for me I'm like okay we'll go down the process of what they're thinking creatively like I'll give them what I think like what I have to offer because one of the things when people come to work with me it's like I let you know at the beginning I'll take your vision into consideration but at the end of the day like I want the creative freedom to create Mm. what I want to create yeah for you but like in the realms of like you know like it fitting also your vision but like it has my style on it but I had I've had people like oh they'll send me oh this guy does lasers and all this in my project on their on their videos I want that too so okay then why don't you hire that guy like cause I don't do that yeah. like and then like I turned in something and they were like you didn't listen to me 
I wanted this. I was like, okay, well, hire that guy because he yeah. he obviously <laughs> does what you want. Why are you asking yeah. me? Like, yeah, it's really just like you said, like being comfortable, knowing what you can and can't do. Like, like I said, like just being true to your style. Like, I, like for me, it's like I don't just take things just to take it yeah. because at the end of the day, it's like, oh, like like your business is like word of mouth. Also, it's like, oh, I did work with that guy. He didn't care. Because Ooh, he just did this stuff, true. he didn't listen to me. Well, I already have like a guilty face, so like, like people <laughs> always will be like, "Oh, like yeah, you should have listened." I was like, "Oh well, I told him from the front, you know, I wanted to do it this way. I wanted Ooh. there's a reason why I should like I want things to look a certain way because this is the strategy plan I came up with. If you don't like it, that's okay. But you know, if you have something you want, like I'm not here to tell you like you have to listen to me. But if you have something else that fits somebody else, I'm gonna refer you to somebody else." Yeah, yeah. So that's for me. Yeah. Because I've learned more times than not, people aren't going to understand. <laughs> so, but like the people who do understand, like I've been working with for years. Yeah. Like yeah. years and years, they keep coming back. And then that's really what it is just building that clientele. Like, hey, they trust me. Like, they know what I'm capable of. So, like, we can go in a smooth direction versus like, hey, we're going back and forth all the time. Like, but yeah. This is just out of curiosity. Obviously, you don't have to name any names, but like most difficult client you've ever worked with. Uh, I won't name names, but I guess people in the know would know. (laughs) Um, It's the same example I just gave. Like they'll look at like their competitors' pages and see like, oh, they did something with on the beach. We want something on the beach. Like so, they just want to like, oh, that looks cool. I want to do it too. And I'll get a call two thirty a.m. Hey, I want to, I want to release a new flavor. This is what I want it to look like. Cool, because I I understand from that point of view because I'm the same way. Like mm. I'll have an idea at one thirty. I have to pull out my notebook and write it down mm. because yeah. I can't call anybody and talk about it because everybody's asleep. Yeah. But it's like, oh, that's where all my thoughts come from. But like, okay, he has that idea too, but his ideas are more like. Like I said, like, hey, you need to trust the vision where we're going. Like, if we're shooting this content for this month uh, that we've already agreed on, like, my team is already processing it. Like, hey, we've already booked venue shoots, models, all that, wrote the scripts. I get it that you want to do something else, but it's not like, hey, we can't just cut all the work we've done already because that's what you've already paid for. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, a lot of pushback. It's like, oh, they, like, when we release ours, oh, it's amazing. And then, oh, we want this too. But it's, like, something completely different that doesn't fit. When we get in our meeting, of like, all right, this quarter we're going to do summer-themed stuff. Pool parties, beach, relaxing by the pool, stuff like that. Oh, but these guys have a, a shot in the desert riding a Jeep. We love it. We want that too. Can we get our drone out there? Yeah, we can do that, but we've already did all this. It's not going to match, like, what we were doing. Oh, okay, but shoot it anyway. Oh, (laughs) we like people who play tennis. Okay, can you get our product in at the tennis court and, you know, get some girls playing tennis? Yes, we can, but that's not what we talked about. Mm -hmm. So it's like, do we just scrap all the stuff we've already planned and, like, our team has already created mood boards and all this stuff and it's like oh let's start all over to gear for this because he saw a competitor post something like that on instagram okay it doesn't work like that like 
they probably planned that for months. Now we have to plan for it. And by the time we're done planning that, you're going to want to change it. Yeah. And yeah. then we'll come up with the stuff and they'll be like, oh, like, okay, but what about the one we asked for? It's like, okay, you didn't listen, but here we are. You asked for like 20 different <laughs> yeah. things. And it's like we have a set amount of like content we can create for a month, like realistically. Like mm. if your brand wants to post, you know, three times a week, a month, that's 12 posts. So you want picture, video, reels, all that. It's like they imagine they'll see like, you know, those TikTok hacks where it's like, oh, I shot this on my iPhone. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, some kid throwing up his phone and doing like spinning and then like yeah. a transitions. Upside so, down. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, that's cool for TikTok because they planned that. It wasn't like mm-hmm. he just like woke up and just started walking down the street and threw his phone in the air and then the <laughs> edit happened. It's like, oh, this is like they strategize for this. Like this yeah. is why they're here. But like even then it's like. And on the budget, they're like, oh, we need influencers. Okay, influencers aren't free. It's like, oh, we can send a free product. Like, they don't care. Like, <laughs> people are, it's expensive now because that's yeah. people's jobs. So, yeah. like, you know, just yeah. creating a budget for that. And like, I think it's just like a lot of people don't understand. It's because that's the gift and curse of social media. Yeah. Because you see social media and people think it's easy. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, I'm a videographer. Look at this. I do this on the street. And then the first thing you see in the comments is like, what camera do you use? What are your settings? It's like that guy can give you the same gear and set it up for you, but you know, your perspective, like, you know, yeah. this experience plays into all of this. Like they can go out and shoot in 10 minutes and get the thing they want, but they practice years for it. Yeah. So it's, it's really just setting the expectation. Like I feel mm-hmm. like social media kind of like messes with it a little bit, but yeah, you know, that's how you learn. It's like yeah. that's why a lot of people think, you can set up a, you can start a business like overnight on Etsy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes, you can. Yeah. But it's like temper your like you know your expectations. Like, mm-hmm. sorry that your blanket business isn't selling a million dollars like the girl on TikTok who's been doing it for two years now. Yeah. Like, building yeah. her shit. Like. Yeah. You know, like I see too many people buying all the like, hey, I invested ten k my savings into making stickers. Because I saw a girl on TikTok selling sticker packs for $30. Mm-hmm. Well, she has, you know, she's built this business of that, and you you have it. And, like, people think it's overnight where, like, you don't have to market. You don't have to network. Like, all the work that puts in original designs, all that, they think they can just, like, print Mickey Mouse ears on Spider-Man <laughs> and think it's like, oh, people love both of these things. <laughs> this is going to sell out. Like, <laughs> But that's, like, really how I feel about, like, you know, the social media. Yeah. Today, there's a lot of unrealistic expectations that come out of it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's good. It's good for like laughs and stuff, and <laughs> you know, sharing memes. Yeah. But like, yeah. business wise, like you know, if you're if you're realistic with yourself, if you're honest with yourself, like you can grow from seeing other creators. But like, if you're just like, man, I'm just in here for to make money, then that's the worst. Mm-hmm. Feel like mm-hmm. making money that way is like. You know, it'll burn out quick because yeah. you have to have a lot of sacrifice in order for your business to thrive. And I think that's what people don't understand. Like, oh, like a lot of these people's worked a day job and have to come home. Mm-hmm. You work your nine to five, then you have to do your five to nine yep. to get where you want to go. But yep. not everybody's really like in it like that. It's like yeah. it's better to talk about it, but actually putting up a sacrifice, like you know, missing out on. You know, events or whatever, when yeah. you have to work on your craft, is yeah. you know, 
that's a vital part of it. Yeah. But. Yeah, I think that's like one of the interesting things that Instagram has done is that I, I love your guys' work of like um, kind of bringing people together within the community and creating that like strong network of people who can like inspire each other and like push each other and stuff. Instagram, I feel like like almost does the opposite where it's like oh I'm doing this just because I saw someone on Instagram doing it but it's not like in the sense of like community or whatever you know what I mean it's more of a sense of like I don't want to miss out yeah. FOMO basically yeah it's, yeah it's really just for like what is the better term for clout uh <laughs> um just attention I guess like yeah. getting likes like oh yeah like why like you know like you see clips of like oh, I went on vacation, and then, like, it's really, like, living life through your phone versus, like, living the experience in front of you. Yeah. So, oh, we just got to take a bunch of pictures. We got to do this. We got to film a recap. Like, why? (laughs) Like, for who? Like, we're here. Like, you know, for my followers. Like, it's like (laughs) half the time, like, you have a 1,000 followers, 50 of those people actually care. And, like, like, the others, like, oh, they're just, you know, they like it, but it's, like, you're just chasing likes. Yeah. Because, like, I'm I'm not going to lie, like, you know, I'm guilty of the same. Like, oh, I used to think that way. Like, oh, I need to post something because, you know, my algorithm is going to go down. I need to do this. Like, see who's going to like my my post. But now it's, like, you know, trying to live through the experiences. Like, you know, you, you get to go on vacation to the beach it's like i don't want to bring my phone like yeah you know yeah. like you want to have fun you want to enjoy get away uh, like you know disconnect yeah from social media and all that so i think that's important it's tough in this day and age because you said like fomo is a real thing mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like my phone died the other day for like three <laughs> hours <laughs> and i was like oh, oh and then know. i went to the movies i went to go see black panther it's like three hours long i got out and i was like oh my god like <laughs> what did I miss? And it's like catching up like on all your texts, emails, and yeah. Instagram. And it's like, Oh, there goes another hour. Cause I was just like trying to catch up. It's like, <laughs> but in reality there was really nothing. It's like, you know, like nothing important at least. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah I think everybody should start like trying to practice a little bit of disconnect. Yeah. Where, like, Cause you're, everybody's so consumed on their phones and mm-hmm. this and that. I mean, I'm the worst. I'm the worst <laughs> at it. Cause you could be on TikTok for like hours. Yeah. <laughs> just like, just looking at <laughs> Call of Duty clips. <laughs> and then, yeah. But that's really it. Uh, yeah. that's <laughs> I don't want to expose myself too much. But, yeah, disconnecting is very important. And yeah. it's something I'm trying to work on daily. Yeah. But it's tough. And I think it's also important to change your perspective on um, seeing other creatives not as competitors, but as part of your community you know what i mean even outside of instagram just Mm -hmm. you know if someone is succeeding in their business there's no need for you to like feel threatened or anything it's it should be an inspiration exactly yeah so um tell me the first thing that comes to mind when you hear the phrase work is love made visible uh for me i think it's community Mm. um i think one of the biggest uh things that make me happy these days is just like whenever we throw an event or whatever through the stress and all that that comes with planning it's really just the turnout seeing like you know just like everybody in the city just come through and show love to these smaller vendors and like you know we get vendor feedbacks oh thank you so much for having us like we sold out like oh that's the best thing you could hear is like small business 
a lot of them are still like you know like balancing nine to five and they're chasing their dream it's like mm-hmm. oh okay like you could have you impacted them in that small way just like you know putting these things together and i think that's really for me it's just like celebrating this community yeah. like just like how diverse it is and just like bringing everybody together especially a time where like you know there's like a lot of like i'll, I'll use the word hate in the world or like you know people want to be divided for yeah. some reason yeah. but like you know seeing everybody come together and just enjoying like there's no like drama just like hey come eat have a good time like it's a great feeling just seeing especially the vendors like doing a, they're killing it chasing their passion it's like you know like Somebody told me, he's like, you know, like, I got a degree because that was my mom's dream, but this mm. is my dream. Yeah. I was like, oh, like, tears. <laughs> like, you know, like, something you can make a difference in somebody's life in that capacity. It's like, okay, like, it's like, it's not without, like, it's something that I take pride in. And it's, yeah, I think that's like, that's why I do it. It's really for the community. It's not, yeah. it's like, if you were to ask me, if is it, is it for the money? He's like, no, like, I haven't made any money. <laughs> it's the last thing I have from this. It's really just like. Houston is such a beautiful city. It's like, you know, like, and I feel like going back to, like, when I grew up where, like, a lot of people were, like, it was more, like, all my friends, like, we could just, like, go outside, hang out the whole day, no problems. Like, now everybody's inside, computer, social media, video games. Like, yes, there's a time and place for it, but, like, getting out and, like, just everybody coming together is just something beautiful that we have in the city. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Also, just a side note, I think Houston is just so underrated mm. as a, <laughs> as yeah, a city. Yeah, it, 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 it is. Because yeah. <laughs> I go to L.A., New York, and stuff, like, to work on projects, and it's, like, they have, like, micro-communities and all this. It's, like, it's it's cool. It's, like, you know, to, to experience it, but, like, here, like, it's a melting pot. It's, like, mm-hmm. something that... Like, I feel, like I said, like, I take pride in it. Like, I get inspired to work with these people, like, you know, just uplifting, like, highlighting different communities and, like, cultures. It's something, like, even, like, for, like I said earlier, like, Filipino food. Like, growing up, there I wasn't really exposed to Filipino food like that, like, from in elementary school, middle school. And it's, like, we have, like, International Day. I'm like, oh, what is it? Oh, what is your food? <laughs> Can you bring noodles? Can you bring egg rolls? And it's, like... <laughs> You know, like, yes, but it's, but it's more than that. Like, even then, like, if you were to ask me three years ago, it's like, what's your favorite Filipino food? What was I going to say? Spaghetti. It's like, (laughs) it's like, oh man, come on. Like, there's so much, like, you know, there's so much more to that. But now, like, bringing the community together is like, you can like actually like see different like dishes and things like that. And like really just like immerse yourself in this community. And it's, it's amazing. And especially like for our Have a Nice Day events, there's like, so many different like types of Asian cuisine cuisines that where you can be like okay like you get a taste of everything and it's still growing because we're still trying to curate to like you know open it up but it's still like like I said building a foundation trying to mm. get that notoriety across the city it's like hey like we're not here like we're just trying to bring it out and like I said Houston's huge yeah so it's like when you tell somebody like hey like I'm based in Cyprus or I'm based in Pearland. People are like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> no, thank you. And it's like, so, yeah, we just try to bring something centralized to the city. We're like, hey, you can come to one stop and then celebrate with us. And, yeah, that's really that's really the goal for me is just, like, having that outlet 
to like kind of just show how diverse everybody is and like you know you're not alone like growing up like a little asian kid in (laughs) in east side houston texas i was the only there was probably like four asian kids in our entire school and it's like oh what are you korean chinese oh i'm filipino oh i have no idea what it is (laughs) like okay don't worry about it like it's like you learn to kind of like shake it off a little bit but now it's like oh we have like this presence where like now it's like okay we're budding like it's like, like I said at the beginning, it's like, what is the difference between celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month and Filipino History Month? It's like, you know, I don't want to say like, oh, we're up next, because like, why are we up next? Like, <laughs> Filipinos came here, they helped build this country. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. why don't people know that? They don't teach that in regular history yeah. class. Yeah. And I'm just now learning more and more about it, because I didn't learn about it in history class either. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything I know about Filipino history, I just learned from my parents and yeah. Google and stuff. Yeah, because even now it's just like <laughs> like social media will show like a little bit. Oh, it's Filipino History Month, and like for like three days, and it's like <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Okay, thank you for joining. Yeah. And it's like so, but yeah. So that's really my objective is just like sharing like you know this with the community and trying to grow as a whole. Like everybody's accepted. Everybody's culture is beautiful. And just that's just the message I want to spread is like, you know, it's so many different things here in Houston to do. It's like, you know, it's just like celebrate everybody's culture and bring it together. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You you can't expect other people to appreciate your culture if you don't. Right. Yeah, exactly. One last question. This has been really awesome, by the way. Thank you for doing. (laughs) Thank thank you for doing this. Thank you for reaching Um, out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to your 20-year-old self? Uh, you're not going to the NBA. Uh, <laughs> uh, start earlier. Trust <laughs> trust yourself. Trust the vision. You know, like, there's a lot of doubt out there, like, especially, like, in Asian culture. You know, it's like, oh, they, like, my mom and dad came here. Like, they took the risk already for me and my sister to have a better life. Mm -hmm. So, like, why am I taking a risk now? Like, Mm, oh, because we came here, we did the risk, didn't know the language, moved to a completely different country, worked our ass off to build this for you. Now you should pick a safer bet. Like, uh, (laughs) yes, thank you. Uh, I mean, they're not wrong, but it's really just, like, you know, you have to trust, like, your own individual vision. And, like, not saying it's wrong if you're like, hey, I became a nurse because my mom's and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. But like, it's not one plan for everybody. So it's like for me, it's like, did I consider going to nursing school? Yeah, because, you know, like consistent money, like, you know, like it's it's hard work, but like, you know, you'll you'll be comfortable. And I guess if I would have trusted the vision at the beginning, it's like because it's it's definitely scary to like mm-hmm. kind of just jump into it yeah so i mean you just gotta trust the vision trust yourself it's tough getting the pushback and like okay am i making the right decision now it's like every failure you have you have to answer to like oh see if you would have listened this is you know every struggle it's like oh well if you would have went this way it wouldn't you wouldn't be struggling right now you'd be mm-hmm. good you can you could have bought this house you could have bought a house in the Philippines, you could like, okay, like, I get it. Like, <laughs> you know, like, we'll get there. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, like, there's different ways to solve the same ans- uh, same problem. Mm. So it's like, yeah. you know, this is the way I want to solve it. 
So here we are. I'm hoping that this is the right (laughs) solution (laughs) in the end. But, you know, like I said, trust the vision, trust yourself, believe in yourself. So it's really like, I know that sounds very like, oh, like, like (laughs) um, stereotypical. Oh, believe in yourself. You can do it. But it's really like, you know, to a degree, it's like being honest with yourself. Like, oh, I know I can do this. Like, I just need to build the right foundation. It's like, oh, maybe believing yourself going to the NBA is not the right thing. It's like being realistic. So it's really just, you know, just you have to be honest with yourself. Because, like, believing yourself is one thing, but then being, like, delusional is another. So, (laughs) but it's very, it's a very thin line. Like, you know, like, oh, like, I know people are like, oh, I can be a singer. I can make it. I can, I see people doing this. Like, hey, it's like you've been singing for 20 years. You need to figure it out. Not to say quit on your dreams, but sometimes you're closer than you seem. But like I say, just be honest with yourself. Like right now, yeah. like if I was like, yeah, I want to go to the NBA. Like, <laughs> okay, let's let's open our eyes now. Your dream <laughs> is over. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's really it for me. Like, yeah. you know, just be, just be honest with yourself, believe in yourself, and just trust the vision that you have. But you know, don't be naive. And it's like, oh, like everything's mm. gonna work out. Because even for me, it's like being realistic is what's kind of like helped me find that comfort zone with like you can't just go all in without a plan yeah because like you can wake up tomorrow somebody listens oh you know what i want to start my own agency great congratulations what homework have you done it's like i don't know i'll figure out on the way well it's like you know you don't have a plan it's it's a nice way to fail and then (laughs) people are scared to fail so it's like Mm, yep it's like that's how you get better. That's how you see what you did wrong. That's how you learn from your mistakes. But yeah. it's really just investing your time into like doing the homework, like trusting like the people around you. There'll be ups and downs for sure, but you know, yeah. you just got to get through it. Awesome, thank you. <laughs> that was it. That was Brian Rama, oh, y'all. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And thank you, Frankie and Josh, for being here. Brian Rama everyone thank you so much for listening I will definitely be linking all of his social media handles and contact info in the show notes so you can reach out to him say hi and see for yourself the incredible work he's doing in building bridges across communities and just bringing the city together and as always give this podcast a follow as well on Instagram at love made visible pod and I'll see y'all in the next episode Bye.